0: episode of Vegas TMI, where we talk about the things that make the city of Las Vegas timely, memorable, and iconic. I'm Shane.
1: And I'm Natasha.
0: Hi, Natasha.
1: Hello, Shane. How's it going?
0: Good. So, for those of you who uh, may be wondering where Jen is, she's on maternity leave. And uh, if you've listened to past episodes, you know that that was a long time coming. Now, you may know Natasha from the soccer episode where she got kicked off the field by Coach Chelice, but...
1: Because Shane said I could go on the field Yes And so he purposely set me up to get kicked out
0: I mean, I will say Coach Chalice is no longer here Correct Natasha is, so Thank you Who won that in the long run?
1: I I survived
0: (laughs) So we're going to have some guest hosts rotating with me As Jen is finishing up her maternity leave Natasha is a good host Mm -hmm for this episode because she's my partner in crime, we go around and do food bloggy stuff, and this episode just happens to be about...
1: Food. My favorite (laughs) topic.
0: Everyone's favorite topic.
1: Well, and especially around here, there's so much to do, but there's also so much to eat. There's not enough meals for a trip in Vegas.
0: Yes. And you and uh, another member of our staff, Jace Radke, you guys have been going around and doing these little um, videos and blogs about some of the food scenes, like what have you done so far?
1: We have covered sandwiches, pastries, cookies, cakes. I mean, you guys, this is a dream job. (laughs) We get to go around and eat different things. Um, We've got some ideas in the works, such as the 10 or maybe 20 slices of pizza you can't miss in the city, or um, some tacos. You know, East Las Vegas area is so taco heavy that there's probably not even a week or two you can't get it done. So if you have any ideas for us or we'll have some tips, make sure to send it our way because we are always looking for the next foodie adventure.
0: Yep. And I just did a video on best donuts and I think what's unique with the way that we're approaching it is, um, you know, as the city, we can't really pick favorites. So we're going on Yelp. We're uh, looking at reviews online and we're picking your suggestions for the top places and going out and trying those and showcasing them. So that's kind of a, a different spin we're putting on it.
1: And we're getting to meet so many local business owners along the way. It's amazing to see how many establishments have been mom and pop owned for so long. So make sure you go check those out and leave your comments so we know what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, and it may sound like the life of a food blogger is glamorous, but, um, well, it actually is. It's pretty awesome.
1: It is until we make you eat five different donuts all in the same day and you don't feel so good after.
0: Yeah, when I get diabetes, that's going to be workers' comp. (laughs) So what are we going to have on this episode, since we're not the experts, um, we're going to have...
1: Well, I'm really excited about the guest on this episode. Um, Our communications director, David Riggleman, is joined by two great guests, both very knowledgeable in the food culture because they're both in it constantly. The first guest is Brock Radke. Yes, the last name is familiar because his brother is our very own Jace Radke. But Brock has been covering Vegas for about two decades and is now the current editor-at-large for Greenspan Media Group, but covered the food scene for a while as a food writer for Las Vegas Weekly. He's seen the city transform and has so much to offer and tips and recommendations as well. And Dan Coughlin, if you recognize the name, chef Dan is the owner and operator of Latai and has his hands in a lot of other downtown projects. So two people who know the food scene in Vegas very well.
0: Okay, well, I can't wait to hear this conversation. So take it away, David.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Communications Director David Riggleman. You know, the past decade has brought significant changes to Las Vegas, especially when it comes to food. Ranked fourth in terms of most restaurants per capita, Vegas has become a foodie hotspot. Celebrity chef Andrew Zimmern was quoted as saying Las Vegas has become one of his favorite places to visit, adding that the, quote, expansive changing town has such unique restaurant culture. We're joined now by two people who know a lot about that culture, Chef Dan Coughlin, owner and chef at Latai Restaurant downtown, and Brock Radke, editor at large at Greenspun Media Group. Thanks to you both for being here. You are distinguished guests, no question about it. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Brock, let's start with you. You've been covering Las Vegas for almost two decades and were previously the food editor for the Las Vegas Weekly. How would you describe what's happened with our food scene in Las Vegas over the last five to ten years?
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you said it right. I think in the last ten years, there's been a big change in that the focus has come off of the strip a little bit. Um, if you think 20 years ago is when Bellagio opened, And that resort really kind of set a new standard for Las Vegas casino resorts in terms of what kind of restaurants they need to have, what kind of culinary experiences, raise the bar, you know, multiple fine dining destinations in one hotel. And everything else has kind of followed that blueprint on the strip since then. Um, Ten years ago, though, a little Japanese restaurant called Raku opened on Spring Mountain Road. I remember. Yeah, still very popular to this day, and that was a restaurant that really quickly became a hit among, I guess, foodies to use that word, and uh, people that work in the industry. It wasn't the first. It wasn't the first restaurant to do that in Las Vegas, but it really kind of helped start a little bit of a renaissance a sort of trend. Yeah, in that there were a lot of other places that wanted to open in that area, in our Chinatown district, and also in other parts of the valley. To create that same kind of experience where do people in the hospitality industry want to go when they get off work mm, right uh, and and hang out and eat and drink and socialize and it, I think that's kind of the best example of that kind of restaurant that has continued to blossom all over the place and really created a more balanced mm-hmm. food city here you know Brock you and I've been here a long time and years ago
2: Las Vegas was about cheap food, buffets, what the most you could get for the least price, you know, 99-cent shrimp cocktail, whatever it was. And we've come so far. Now we're one of the epicenters of the world for, for fine dining. It's just been what, – what, what do you think
3: caused that? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it all starts on the Strip just because of the traffic, the amount of people that visit Las Vegas and stay in the tourist corridor every year but like we're talking about that has expanded now Las Vegas visitors don't want to just stay on the strip they want to explore <clears throat> excuse me other parts uh, of our city there's a lot more people coming downtown these days, that maybe didn't think to check out downtown before. Uh, food is a big driver. Restaurants is a big, big driver in people exploring different different cities and different parts of our city. Yeah, for sure. That's a perfect segue
2: as we, as we sit, uh, switch over and talk with Dan. Uh, Dan, I, I, full disclosure, my family regard your (laughs) restaurant, Latai, as as their favorite. So I've got to just say that right up front here. But you opened Latai back in October 2011. Since then, you've invested in two other downtown restaurants, collaborated in a local coffee roaster, and recently expanded Latai on Fremont Street and opened Latai to go in the medical district. First of all, congratulations. That is a lot of wonderful success.
4: But let me ask you, why downtown and why right now? Um... The easy, quick answer for why downtown, I personally, seven years ago, didn't didn't really want to be in a strip mall, personally. Um, I wanted like a destination spot, like a downtown or a Chinatown, kind of like what Brock just said, a destination area. Um, not saying, obviously, I'm back in a strip mall at Latai too, but um, just at that time, I I, I'm from Milwaukee originally. Our, our downtown is amazing. It's old. It's it's vibrant. Um, I tell everyone Las Vegas's downtown is so raw still, and and this 2018. Imagine 2011, super raw in 2011. Um, Fremont Street where we're at right now. Nobody really walked. Down no, there.
2: no, we wouldn't go past Fremont Street Experience. You, you got wouldn't. to Las Vegas Boulevard, and you stop except
4: stopped. for the Beauty Bar or the Griffin or uh, Downtown Cocktail Room. That's the only reason to go down there. If you were down there and not going there, you're either probably buying drugs or true. It was, um, a, it, was, it was a bit of it was a bit a bit bit of a rough area we, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. call it grimy. It was definitely grimy, but um, we were hanging out at the bars and we 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 saw potential. Um to have a a restaurant on Fremont Street in our our address to me was a big deal. I it's an internationally known street not just in America. Like mm-hmm. international travelers know about Fremont Street. So we we always saw like the the potential like wow, this could be huge over here and we technically just said if we can get people to walk across from the Fremont experience And it's Uh, not
2: too far. It's a half block. It's a half a block.
4: Mm -hmm. If we can get them to walk over and get some help with some other businesses, um, anything's possible. And then that's when Zappos announced moving downtown, which I think accelerated things um, rather quickly. Uh, A five-year or a 10-year plan turned into like a five-year plan. Well, you've got them walking across the street now as just therapy
2: as yes, does La yeah. Comida, all, all of you guys have really—it's a, a good. You've added spot. to the downtown. Yeah. You've added to the vibrance of the downtown well, because people, like Brock said, I think they come for a variety of things,
4: but come to eat. Everybody's got to yeah, eat. Yeah, Brock's, Brock's absolutely right on that. Um, tourists, we've we've known right away, um, they they want to explore. Uh, the cas- the casinos on the strip are are great, but you can get stuck in one casino and then walk to the next one, realize you're you're at basically the same casino, just a different name, right? (laughs) New travelers, they want to get out and, and go check out the local scenes, uh, local beers, uh, local uh, restaurateurs. It's it's a real thing. Yeah, it sure is. And you know what,
2: uh, Dan, that, that leads me uh, perfectly into my next question. You know, there are clearly so many options within the Valley. So how do you choose? And I'd like to hear, what's your advice for people trying to navigate through the food scene, especially if they're only in town for a few days? And this is a question for either
4: one of you. Um, I. I personally to uh, tell friends right off the bat there. There's three ways to navigate for me personally if you're visiting. One, if you want to do uh, a strip um, like a celebrity chef spot, pick one of those because if you want to spend some money in splurge, it's worth it. I mean there, there there's amazing spots, Bazaar Meats. I love to go to uh, for birthday parties. Um, go to Chinatown if you and it's close to the strip, and then obviously downtown pick those three spots and you're probably going to have a a good experience what do you think brock
3: yeah i would definitely agree with that kind of dividing up las vegas into those three food districts let's call them because those are the places where there's the highest concentration of really cool and interesting restaurants if you're that kind of a person that wants to explore and see what else is out there uh, that's a great way to do it. I think everybody has to come downtown right now. Um, and I think Dan and the other, uh, chefs and, uh, restaurant owners that have been operating on Fremont and, and now it's extended over a little bit over to main street, um, really should get a lot of credit for helping, helping develop downtown again, because before Dan opened Latai, that was kind of the first, of this wave of restaurants that opened on Fremont Street. Before that, it was there were some cool bars down there, but not everybody is into that. Not everybody wants to go to a bar at exactly. night on the weekend. You,
2: you like to eat too, not just drink. Uh, that's always a nice thing to be able to do. But you
4: want to go to a great place. That's always the key. It's like you're saying, both of you. We think um, downtown and like you said, arts district too. Like to park and hop around a little bit. I mean, people in every other city that you like to do stuff like that. Park the car. Meet for a happy hour. Go get go exactly, get a meal, yeah. or exactly. vice versa. Go get a meal and then go out afterwards. But you're just walking block to block, precisely. Explore.
3: And you can so. you certainly can do that on the strip, but that can get a bit
2: overwhelming. Yeah, the, the distances are much greater, farther mm-hmm. apart. Downtown much more intimate for sure. Uh, you can cover a lot more area, see a lot more in in a short distance downtown. That's the beauty of
4: it. The cool thing um, at Latai because I'm there all the time still, like I'm an owner operator, um, talking to tourists, like when they see downtown, they're they're like, wow, this is amazing. When I'm talking to them at the bar at Latai or, or different bars, they're like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, we didn't we know, know, this know about <laughs> this. Right. Right. I hear This that all is the time. exactly our right. speed. This is our vibe and energy. The strip can be overwhelming sometimes with just cost, with dressing up too crazy. People weren't expecting that. Like downtown, I think it's it's easier it's to be nice. yourself. It's, I agree. It's got a great a great vibe to to, to
2: coin a phrase. Okay, I'm going to put you both on the spot here. So uh, now that I've got you both here, I've got I, I can't let you go without asking about your favorite places to eat. So what are your top five places to eat? Either one of you. Let's kick it off at about the end of you. Yeah. Can you. Brock, can we I do I, it? I was going
4: to ask if we could do like top 25. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, Jeez. I, I want to hear some of Brock's because I, I probably need some new spots.
3: Too. It's, a, it's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, well, I. I choose based on whatever I'm in the mood for. That's a great great point. I don't necessarily gravitate to the new hot spot at this point in my eating career. I pretty much go for whatever I want right at that moment. good for you. So I love pizza. We have so many great pizza you places do. in They're Las really Vegas. Do. But for me, Metro Pizza is the absolute foundation of everything that is great about pizza in and Las Vegas.
2: Been here. I've been here 30 years. They've been here that whole Forever. time. Still, still outstanding.
3: Yep. So I go there a lot. Uh, tacos is another one of my favorite thing, And I love Tacos El Gordo, which has a location downtown here on East Charleston, as well as one on the Strip and one in North Las Vegas, too, I think. I agree with that pick. Is that on your top five too? I've not been there. Thanks, Taco, guys.
4: Tuggles El Gordo. I'll I'll bring friends from out of town. Oh, Okay. Oh yeah, all right. That's good to know. I've not been there. It's habit
3: forming. Watch <laughs> out.
4: It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay,
3: good to know. Uh, seafood is another one of my favorite things to eat, and I like to go to other Mama on the west side of town. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's another. another that's another uh, chef-owned and operated local restaurant that's very popular. <sighs> I mean, I do still like to go check out whatever is new and go to the Strip when I get the chance. Just this week, I went to the new Nomad restaurant at Park MGM. That was pretty spectacular. Very good.
2: Now, that's like the old English bar, uh, uh, I'm sorry, library, like a library inside, yeah. right? Yeah,
3: it's pretty, even, in, even on the Strip, this vast landscape of incredible multimillion-dollar restaurants, that one is something different that we don't have before. So I would say go check that place out whenever you have a chance. Uh, how many is that? I think that's I think four. Those four.
2: four or five, yeah,
4: that's pretty good. That's good. Those are great, great suggestions. Those are great. Yeah, I, he, other Mama and Daniel up there too, man. He's he's he crushes it. He knows his flavor profiles are on point. That's good. You'll after a while, you'll be like, man, I spent a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good problem for him. Yeah,
2: that's that's for sure. Well, what about you, Dan? What what are your um, what are some yeah? Of your top I get I get here? asked
4: this question a lot.
2: Oh, I'm um, sure you do. Yeah, all the time. You know, there's no way you can avoid it. I'm I'll, sorry to, to put you, you down here. I'll
4: tell you what I'm addicted to right now for like the last two years is uh, Chengdu taste in, in Chinatown. It's um, it's like spicy Chinese. Um, Some of the most flavorful Chinese food I've ever had in my life. I, I think I'm addicted to it. Really? I mean, I, I just went like a couple days ago again. got to go again. If friends ask if if I want to go, and I was there the night before, I'll go again the next day. It's, it's, it's amazing. That good. It's, it's that good. Thai food to me is super flavorful. It's, Absolutely. That's why I love it. Um, obviously, I was born and raised on Thai food. This reminds me of Thai food, but a Chinese version of it. It's in the Chengdu region, uh, Chengdu city of China, kind of similar to Sichuan. Um, you have like the, the numbing oils, uh, the Sichuan peppercorns, um, but, yeah, those guys are – it's packed all the time, too. But I, I can't stop. <laughs> That's really good. It's <laughs> yeah, a whole
3: different kind of spicy. It's, it's not it's not just heat spicy. It's this tingling it's ting- sensation. It's, that it's, is, it's the spice mixed like
4: with the, the numbing. Yeah. It's a tingling sensation. But they do have some dishes that are so spicy, like, you see everyone in there sweating. Like <laughs> well, This is yeah. a, this yeah. it'll is a take, good place. It'll right? take you to another level. Um but uh, yeah, I love that place. Um I'm with Brock. I'm ai love pizza. Huge pizza fan. Um Metro, I agree with him on that. My parents had King and I on Tropic Maryland. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So Metro was right there. They'd always get it for staff um when when we were all working if it was a crazy day. So but my favorite pizza spot is um uh set of bellows I I think they do a different style, um, authentic Italian, I believe. Yeah, Neapolitan. Neapolitan, just uh, you have to have it there too. Like right out, right out the oven, it's it's great. Um, but I also like uh, our downtown pizza scene is is pretty it cool. Is. Like Vincent and Aunt Evil Pie is done, doing some good stuff. Um, pizza Rock, I'll, I'll take friends there. Pizza Rock has a solid pizza too. Yeah, they, that New York pizza. Oh there, man, yeah, it's like, pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, super solid yeah. pizza. Um and then but you know I can't eat pizza every day so that's you <laughs> no, know not, not a good thing I wish I could but then um I'm a little biased too like I love Italian food and Esther's kitchen that that's some flavorful yeah that's some, flavor, that's some flavorful uh, yeah. Italian but again I can't eat that every day either I I, I don't want to die you know, <laughs> you have to work out a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah burn a gotta lot of sure calories. Got to make sure we balance that. it. Right. You know, but um, <laughs> gotta run a marathon now. Yeah, those those are, and, and I agree with Brock on on if we're going like styles of, of food. Um, tacos al gordo is tough. Okay. It's tough to drive past there and not pull in. All right. now that's that's those, these are great tips. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, but I also work downtown. Down. I live downtown, so a lot of places I go to are downtown, like yeah. almost all the time. I mean we all kind of eat where we live kind of we
2: guys i i'd love to this have this conversation go on and on and on it's really it's really great to hear uh, but I, I wanted to catch this before we have to say goodbye here to everyone uh, Lastly, i wanted to ask you guys where do you see our food scene going in the next five to 10 years? Are we going to continue this upward trend? Have we peaked? Uh, This is kind of, this is as good as it's going to get for a little while, or uh, are we just going to continue to, to see this expansion of restaurants and celebrity chefs in Las Vegas?
3: I mean, I think it's still a business. I think there's definitely, it happens in kind of waves. And we've even seen that in downtown in the last 10 years, a lot of restaurants opening and, and, you know, it's a tough business, and then they close, and then hopefully something else comes in. So I don't know if it will continue to proliferate the way that it has in the last couple years. I think we're going to see a lot more development and diverse development uh, out in the neighborhoods, out in the suburbs. I think we're going to see more uh, big-name chefs, let's call them, opening restaurants in different parts of town that are not so closely tied to the Tourism corridor. It's yeah,
2: great. Good for the locals.
3: Yeah, this great, rock. Yeah. Just in the last couple of years, we've seen in Summerlin, we've seen Wolfgang Puck yeah. open a restaurant. True. true. And Scott Conant, uh, who first came to Las Vegas to do restaurants at the Cosmopolitan, now he has one at the Red Rock Resort out there in Summerlin. So I think there's a lot more room for that to happen as more uh, national operators and celebrity chef types realize that there is a market in Las Vegas off the strip. Yeah, yeah. great point. Great point. What do you think, Dan?
4: I agree 100%. Um, we, we're we seeing a shift of, of people leaving like uh, their strip job and opening up a shop in the west side, the south side, like these little tiny um, mom and pop shops and they're crushing it again which we all benefit from um yeah they they work on the strip and they they have to sit behind like a a celebrity chef who's got their picture up there work 80 hours when they can just do that themselves right um yeah i I, I see what broxy's like it's going to happen um i see a lot of influence from LA coming i believe pretty expensive to to do a, a spot in LA to live there it's it's pretty affordable here to 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 live and work so um, I, I see exactly what he's saying and then I think with more living space in Chinatown and downtown I, I think it's gonna yeah. be even bigger I, I agree than what I think
2: downtown uh, I, I agree with both of you guys the off strip areas downtown Chinatown the suburbs uh, are gonna see some incredible growth and some wonderful restaurants popping up
4: so yeah
2: we we all benefit. From that? (laughs) Good stuff. Absolutely. Well, I'm not sure how anyone listening to this conversation won't be incredibly hungry after all of this. I know I am just talking about all of it. But thanks again, Brock, uh, Radke, and uh, Dan um, for being with us on the show. We really appreciate it, uh, sharing your tips and recommendations. Uh, If you like this episode out there, everyone, make sure to check out lasvegasnevada.gov forward slash news For a few of our own foodie lists that you'll enjoy, I think. And share your foodie thoughts, tips, and recommendations with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at City of Las Vegas. Brock, Dan, thank you so much for being with us. Everyone out there, we'll see you next time around.
0: Well, that was a great conversation. Now I'm super hungry, Natasha.
1: I'm starving, but I also took lots of notes.
0: Yeah, from so many the great places to try.
1: Yeah, and I actually feel like I deserve some kudos <laughs> because I already go to some of those places.
0: Nice, and you are helping a lot of people with the uh, the blogs and stuff that you're doing too.
1: Yep, and so if you're listening and you're also a huge foodie, or at least you consider yourself to be, we. Need recommendations. So make sure to share yours with us using the hashtag VegasTMI. And you can also holler at us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as David mentioned, at the handle City of Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, let us know some of your favorite places because we'd love to check them out. We love food. I love to eat. I eat too much, but I'm not going to stop. So help me out and give me some new places to try.
1: And thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. And hopefully you've also been tuning into our shorter What The episodes, where we've been covering some of the top questions and topics that we get on our social media channels.
0: You can listen to past episodes of this podcast at lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast. You can subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast Store, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. we're probably there.
1: We will talk to you soon.
0: DTFN from Vegas TMI.